Three reasons why the Boston Celtics beat the Detroit Pistons. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Sam Hauser, 85 combined points from the three of them. That's a lot of points. How did they do it? We're going to talk about it right now on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team, step back. We gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Hey, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day, and I'm here for you every day. It's a free, fresh podcast that drops directly to your device when you're subscribed. So subscribe, use your whatever, whatever your favorite app is, or if you want to watch the show on YouTube, it's there as well. I do enjoy the fact that you make this show your first listen every day. I'm John Corrales, former professional basketball player, now covering the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. And I was one of the, uh, oh, wait, that's my old intro. And I wrote the book called Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. I'm tired. Yeah, it's 2.30 in the morning as I record this. That's uh, this is my typical late night after my writing, after my driving, uh, when I can't record in the garden. Normally, I would be recording in the garden. Now, it kind of looks like it with my backdrop. But, uh, yeah, Celtics beat the Detroit Pistons. The uh, final score was 128-112 Celtics. This was not the uh, cleanest game in the world. It, it was the trap game very much came up and, and caught the Celtics early, but they had a nice recovery and it was a nice, uh, nice, comfortable finish to the game. Today's show is brought to you by Crack Sauce, C-R-A-I-C, Crack Sauce. Go to cracksauce.com, use the promo code Locked On. you're going to get 10% off. Lockdown is a promo code. It's big flavor. It's hot sauce built different. And uh, if you want to try some before you buy some, go to the Black Rose for dinner before you go to the next Celtics game. They have it there. It's a great place to get some dinner, some drinks, some crack sauce. Celtics, uh, Jason Tatum was hot, hot, hot and saucy in the third quarter which is where this game changed dramatically. He came into the second half after having scored just five points, two of nine shooting, one of five, a uh, couple of assists. Yeah, not a big, you know, it was a, a slow, a slow night for him. Jalen Brown did all of the work in the first half, 17 points on five of eight shooting. He carried the load. Sam Hauser backed him up very nicely, five of eight shooting in the first half. For 12 points, a very nice split, half and half, 12 in the first half, 12 in the second half. But then Tatum woke up in the third quarter and just laid the hammer down. 16 points in five minutes is an outrageous number. To score 16 points in five minutes is, I mean, I can't, it's hard to fathom how good you have to be to score 16 in five. But he did it, and uh, it was he, he played a total of seven minutes. So the last two, he didn't do much, except maybe miss a shot. But sixteen points in that in that second quarter, in that third quarter, I should say. But then Jalen Brown 
had, you know, dipped his toe into the scoring well a little bit. And, and Hauser had six in that third quarter, too. So Tatum starts it. Jalen and Sam Hauser finish it. Nice balance between these guys throughout the course of this game. Like I said before, the this it didn't start out great. The first half was a ton of offensive rebounds. Nine offensive rebounds for the Pistons in the first half. 15 overall. I wrote in my preview that this was how the, the Pistons can win. I'm, I'm Boston Sports Journal. I do a, a preview every day, my live coverage, every, every game. I'll, I'll read it directly. How Detroit wins. They have the league's fourth best free throw rate and eighth best offensive rebounding percentage coming into this game. So we knew they're going to do two things, draw fouls and offensive rebound. They are 10th. They came in 10th in the NBA in putback points. And in their wins, they're averaging seven more free throws and uh, seven more attempts as well than in their losses. So what do they do in this game? They had 40 free throw attempts. They got to the line a ton. They outscored the Celtics 31 to 16 from the line. So they outscored the Celtics by 15 from the line. The uh, second chance points were Pistons 21 to the Celtics 12. Celtics win this game because they get 18 three-pointers to uh, Detroit 7. And they get the monster performances. The Celtics are able to turn turnovers into points. 15 points off of 13 Pistons turnovers. And they just were able to, to do those little things more. And it was obviously Tatum hitting his shots, 5 of 11 from 3. Jalen Brown hitting his shots. And Sam Hauser hitting his shots, uh, getting you six, 6 of 12 from 3. So... The Pistons came in and did exactly what we thought they would do. That The, the numbers bear, bore that out. And you want to see better, consistent performance. I don't know why the Celtics have to wait a little bit, but at the same time, this is the Celtics aren't alone in, in this kind of phenomenon. You want to see everything go perfectly for your team, right? You're, you're sitting here listening and watching this show after having watched this game, and you you just want you want to know what why aren't these the things going? Why can't the Celtics just come out in this game? And yeah, they won one twenty eight one twelve, and there was garbage time, and they they didn't have to play Tatum more than thirty two minutes, thirty one thirty five for him, thirty minutes for Jalen Brown. That's great. Uh, twenty six for Al Horford. That's great. But you want to say, like, well, it could have been 26 for Tatum. It could have been, you know, 25 for Jalen Brown. Could have been a different, a little bit different. You want to save these minutes where you can. But this was a trap game, and they're called trap games for a reason. This isn't the only team in the world that's ever fallen into a trap game. Good teams fall into these traps all the time. That's why they are trap games. You win a few games in a row. You have the Denver Nuggets sitting there on Friday, which, by the way, the Nuggets are the NBA belt champions. If you haven't followed my NBA belt, the, the champs come into the season with the belt, which was the Golden State Warriors. We know that. And every game is a uh, a title defense, just like just like boxing, just like wrestling. So the, the belt has made its way through a few teams. 
The Pacers had it. The Nuggets beat the Pacers. The Nuggets are currently the NBA belt champions. The Celtics have a chance to get the NBA belt. If you follow me on Twitter, you know I'm tracking this stuff. Anyway, with the Pistons, you know, here and the Nuggets, they're waiting, uh, you know, on Friday. They're coming in on Friday. Maybe there's some looking ahead. Maybe, you know, after three in a row, the Celtics came out and said, yeah, well, we feel good about this. And it didn't look great at the beginning, but they did just enough to, to get that, uh, to, to get through that first half. And I, I'm talking like they were down at the half, but they could have been. And it, it's just the, the, the Pistons are just so bad. The Pistons are bad. B A D capital B capital A capital D bad meaning bad, not bad meaning good, bad, bad. <laughs> they shot 32% in the first half. They missed everything at the rim. They missed like almost everything at the rim. The fact that they have 17 makes in that first half was amazing to me. The Celtics were up 63, 49 going into the half. So they did, they kind of did their job. Uh, but boy, if the Pistons were anywhere just near close to, if they were just below average, they might've had a lead at the half. They didn't have to just be average. They'd be just a little bit below average where they were actually was the seller underneath buried underneath the seller somewhere in the earth's mantle. Is where the Pistons were. That's how low they were. But Celtics get the job done. All right. Uh, focusing more on some of these other guys coming up next. First, let's talk about LinkedIn and LinkedIn jobs. As I've been saying, I know how small businesses operate. Small businesses need to find the right people. And when you need to find the right people, you need a pool of people that you can choose from. You don't want to get lucky with that one person that shows up and you go, oh, phew, all right. No, you want to pick from five or six or 10 and whittle it down. That's what LinkedIn Jobs does. It helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. A few clicks, you create your job post, super, super easy. Then you add your job in the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile, spread the word. Then once that word is out there, simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience. Now you're whittling them down. Now you're really getting to the heart of finding the right people. You're prioritizing who you'd like to interview and hire. This is why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day now. After you're done with this podcast, listening all the way through to the end, then your next podcast comes up and it should be Lockdown Sports today. Because it has all the games that matter from across the sports world, the biggest stories in all of sports, and you go beyond the scoreboard, behind the scenes, local experts at the Lockdown Podcast Network, unprecedented stuff. You're not going to get this kind of insight anywhere else. So it only takes 20 minutes or so to listen to this podcast. Then you're going to sound like you have all the sports knowledge in the world 
when you are talking about stuff around the water cooler. Check it out after you're done listening to this podcast, wherever you got this one, or watch the show on YouTube. Malcolm Brogdon left the game at halftime. This is a, uh, I, I, I tweeted out that, that news and Indiana folks started retweeting it. And with the, the comments, it begins. This is the fear with Malcolm Brogdon. It's a right hamstring, something or other tightness. He felt some tightness. Uh, it's fine to, uh, sit him if you need to sit him, but he did not play in the second half. And afterwards, uh, Joe Mazzulla said, you know, it's kind of, we don't know. We don't know. Just being cautious. So downplayed it, but we'll see. Uh, if they're just being cautious, that's fine. If it costs them a game, that's fine. I wish it didn't cost them a game against the Denver Nuggets. I wish it cost them the next game against Detroit again in Detroit. But we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, right now, I'm not too worried. Also, slightly more concerned, but not worried about Tatum's left wrist. I asked him after the game about the left wrist, and he said, same wrist, same area, but different, sort of a different thing. So it's not the fracture. It's something different. My concern about this is one fall where you're bracing yourself with that left wrist, or you fall and maybe you would feel good about bracing yourself with that left wrist, but you don't because it's hurt. And then you churn yourself and maybe you hurt a shoulder or an elbow or something like that, that you're trying. So I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm being a little too negative after a win, but it's just a couple of things here that, that obviously the start of the game bugged me a little bit, but not, it's not that big of a deal. And the, uh, the injury stuff is a little bit, a little bit scary there, but not concerned, not too concerned, a little bit concerned. There's a minor concern. Uh, something to watch for. But he said, hey, I'm going to deal with it. I'm going to tape it up. I'm going to go out. I'm going to play. Hey, he he didn't show any any signs of that wrist bothering him. So he's fine. Uh, I am impressed with how closely these stat lines uh, work with one another. So D- Jason Tatum, 31 points. Jalen Brown, 30 points. Jason took 10, uh, was 10 of 20. Jalen was 11 of 19. Now, Jalen was two of six from three and Jason was five of 11. Both of them were six of seven from the line. That's nice. Uh, Jalen rebounded better. He had seven uh, rebounds and three assists where Tatum just had one rebound and five assists. They each had a steal and one turnover for Jason Tatum. No turnovers for Jalen Brown. That's a pretty nice combination right there. I was looking for Jalen Brown coming into this game to kind of break out of it was a little bit of a funk, not, not a, I'm going to call it a funk necessarily, but he's starting to do a little bit of that stuff that, you know, head down, driving into three guys, not, not really having, giving himself a chance to uh, make an outlet pass or or get out of that trouble. This was a really good game from him. A lot of highlights, a lot of dunks, some nice cuts. He's really been piling up the dunks lately because he's been cutting a little bit more. It feels like so nice game from Jalen Brown and, a nice organic kind of Jason goes off for a little bit. Then Jalen, it's Jalen's turn to pick it up for a little bit. And I think Joe Mazzula is doing a good job splitting things up. I wonder if, uh, let, let me, before I get to the, I wonder part, let me, let me preface that by saying 
I think Joe Missoula's offense is really good. Like I really like the way they run their offense. And I'll get a little bit more into it in the next segment when I talk about some more Sam Hauser specifics, but I like Sam, uh, Joe Missoula's offense. And I wonder, getting back to the I wonder part, if he is such a good offensive coach versus Ime Udoka was such a good defensive coach because of who they were as players. And Ime, just to get to the NBA and, and be a part of the NBA and stick in the NBA, had to do all the dirty work. He had to be the good defender. He had to be that guy because he wasn't good enough offensively to do anything other than just be a complimentary guy, hit a couple of three-pointers, and, you know, be, be, the, be the tough defender, take on the biggest challenge, and do all the dirty work, like I said. And that's who he was as a coach. Joe Mazzulla didn't play in the NBA, but at every level he got to, he's a point guard. He's a scorer. He's an offensive guy. Now, he plays defense, obviously, but he was the point guard. So I wonder if it just is a natural combination here. The, the, the offense just comes more natural to Missoula because the Celtics offense is humming along. It's awesome. And the amount of picks they set, the types of picks that they set, it's great stuff. Jason Tatum is setting picks more often than he has in the past. He's, he's, he's being a, a very willing pick setter, very willing playmaker, very willing to use his gravity to make other players better. And I've talked about this on the podcast before. It's not just Tatum needs to make players better and let's look at his assist column. Did he make players better in this game? Well, he had five assists, so yes, he did. That That's not necessarily all it is, and it's not necessarily the potential assist. It's Tatum's gravity, the weight of his presence, and what it does to opposing defenses. And one of the things that I think the, the Celtics do great, and I'll... I'll I'll get more into it in the next segment. I don't want to jump too far ahead. But they use their shooters as screeners. And as not just as screeners, but as screeners for their stars. The guys, you, you watch the guards who are sh- screening for Tatum and Brown, and a lot of times that's the, guys, that's the guy who you want to get the shot. And Tatum's going to get his his shot no matter what. Jalen's going to get his shot no matter what. And obviously, sometimes they they you can say, oh, they force it sometimes, but more often than not, they'll be able to figure out their own offense. You don't have to call a lot of plays for these guys, but you do have to call plays for Brogdon and Smart and Sam Hauser, and you know, in in. Tatum and Brown, Tatum especially this season, willing to use their weight, their gravity to draw the defense and open things up for these other guys. And so, yeah, they can make the passes. Tatum made a couple of great passes. One great pass to Sam Hauser. 
who was cutting down the lane. Uh, they they are willing willing to make those passes, but also they are they are using their gravity effectively, and it's drawing guys away from the the shooters. And that's part of why the Celtics are out there. They shot uh, another. What did they shoot here in this game? Forty percent from three. Just and that was that was diminished by a, a little bit of the garbage time. Pritchard was 0 of 3. Jackson was 0 of 2. So you wipe Jackson off that, and, and now you get up over 40%. So uh, garbage time brought it down, but their three-point shooting, they were basically uh, another very, very efficient shooting night. In fact, let me just get a quick advanced number here, and the Celtics' offensive rating, 125.5 in this game, and their defensive rating is 109. Point eight. So their defense is going to stick. Um, it's a little upsetting that they didn't get to drop that defensive rating a little bit, but their offensive rating went up in this game. Again, Sam Hauser, haven't talked about him yet. He's a big story here. How do you get so open? How do you get so many threes? I'll tell you why. Some of that is is really interesting stuff. That's coming up next. First, I've been talking about Crack Sauce, C-R-A-I-C. Crack Sauce is locally made in Lowell, Massachusetts. It's big flavor, built different. This this is not just hot sauce that you can put on top of something. This is an ingredient in your cooking. If you're interested in cooking at all, and this is great time of year for it because you're making soups and chowders and, and heavier stuff. There were a little bit of heat can really do it some some justice. Crack sauce has these big flavors that you can cook with, and it's all locally sourced stuff. They're in Lowell, Massachusetts. It's a Celtics fan who's making this. So if you're you're supporting a local small business, so so important to do that. A Celtics fan, hey, let's keep it in the family, right? Support a Celtics fan and get yourself. Honestly, I just got a, a big shipment of this, and I'm excited for it because I'm gonna. Use it a lot of different ways. Put it in my eggs in the morning. I put it in some of the stuff that I'm cooking. I, I like to cook with a lot of fish. There are different styles. It's awesome. Go to cracksauce.com. C-R-A-I-C sauce.com. You'll not only get to read all of what this sauce is really about, you're going to get 10% off with the promo code Locked On. Locked On gets you 10% off. Great stuff. Locally sourced. Big flavor. Hot sauce. Built different. Cracksauce.com. I haven't talked about Marcus Smart yet. Another what eleven assists in this uh, in this game. Eleven assists, one turnover. So in the last now three games, he's at it was twenty three. So this is thirty four assists and four turnovers. Just soak that in. Just soak in that number. Thirty four assists and four turnovers in the last three games. I don't care that he was one of six, 0-4 from three. I think he took one quick one, and the rest were okay. Maybe two two shots that I didn't like out of the six. Okay. 11 assists, two steals, one turnover, just two fouls, three rebounds, and the highlight play, diving out of bounds, somehow saving it up to Jason Tatum, who got the dunk on the other end. That was an awesome play. That was a very Marcus Smart play. Diving, 
about two feet away from Deuce. Deuce Tatum was there on the sidelines knowing their relationship. I'm surprised Deuce didn't go over there and drop a big elbow on Marcus Smart. But that was an awesome play. Marcus Smart continues to be uh, playing. Basically, I've said it the past three nights. Marcus Smart's playing perfectly for his role in this. The only thing is, yeah, I'd like to see him hit more shots. But if he's only taking six shots a game, fine, fine. I would like to see those start to fall. I know he would like to see those start to fall. But the 11 assists, he's he's patient. He sees the floor uh, really, really playing well. All right, Sam Hauser. He's he kind of the man of the night in a lot of ways. 9 of 15 shooting, 6 of 12, 24 points. Career high, 24 points. Uh, he'll drop a 30 spot in one of these games soon. How does he keep getting so open? I wrote that story on Boston sports journal and, and obviously there are like a few different ways. So you get the driving kick, right? He's, he's the shooter on the floor next to Tatum and Brown and all these other guys. And they're all going to Derek white. I, one of the th- plays I highlight is Derek white getting into the paint and Hauser just does a cut across the baseline and he's out in the corner against defenses like this, just standing in the corner. He's probably going to get a couple, two, three shots just out of that. Fine. Transition, push the ball. They push after a make push, whatever, just get out there and push, put pressure on a defense like this, especially Detroit's defense, put pressure on them to get back and match up. They didn't match up. And Hauser will get a couple of three-pointers in transition just because that's an easy way to get those three-pointers. But then they do some things like they are very good at reading. Hey, are they switching? Well, they run a play with Tatum and uh, what was Malcolm Brogdon out there on the the corner. And those guys are going to – they're going to keep guys kind of – they're going to lock down those corners. They're going to hold those corners. And because they're switching, Grant Williams goes into a pick and roll with Derek White, and then he picks his own man. That's a great play. When when the team is switching, so he comes down and sets what he appears that he's going to set a screen for Sam Hauser. They're switching. So Hauser's guy says, okay, I'm going to switch on to Grant's guy, and Grant's guy is going to end up switching out to Hauser. So Grant, before he even goes to, it looks like he's going to set a pick on, on Hauser's guy, and then he just turns and, and sets a pick on his own guy because his own guy is going to switch and become Hauser's guy. Very smart offense. When you're switching and they're aggressive about the switch, you pick your own man, and that guy popping out, wide open. And that was Sam Hauser. Very wide open. Didn't touch the rim. Very easy shot. They're also using, as I said before, Sam Hauser as a screener. Sam as the screener in one of these plays, especially, you're you're setting a screen for Tatum to go down into the corner. And because there's some confusion, there's a switch that doesn't get communicated. And now Hauser comes back up and there goes Luke Cornett to pick off 
the guy that was supposed to switch onto Hauser and gives gives him a wide open shot. Using Sam as the screener for Jason Tatum is a very smart move because teams, especially these bad teams, are going to overreact to Tatum. It doesn't matter who Hauser is right now. They're going to overreact to Tatum, and you want them to do that. You want it to seem like Tatum is going to try to score, and he's getting into that corner. You're running this pick and roll, and you think, okay, I, I got to worry about I got to worry about Tatum in the corner because I, I just I'm not going to give an MVP candidate that shot. And the guy chasing Tatum is is forgetting what his assignment is, because I'm not going to give Tatum that shot either. So Hauser ends up just getting the wide open shot. Very simple. The other thing that they did in this game, there's they they run a. Uh, what's called a Spain pick and roll. And if you want to know what a Spain pick and roll is, some of you might know it. Some of you might not. It's a pick and roll with basically the simplest version of it is a pick and roll where someone comes up and sets a back pick on the roll man's guy. So it's Peyton Pritchard and Noah Vonley in this particular play. Pritchard is bringing the ball up and Noah Vonley sets the pick. And what Hauser does is Vonley sets the pick and rolls, like typical pick and roll, right? You can picture that in your head. Pritchard has the ball. Vonley sets the pick. He rolls to the basket. Now here comes Hauser. Boom, there's a pick right on Vonley's man. And you now, now there's a second in immediate action there that, either springs the roller or creates the confusion like it did here. And Hauser, after setting the pick, pops on out, gets the pass from Pritchard. Literally, as he's shooting the ball, the closest defender to him is at the free throw line. So below the free throw line. And in the video clip that I use, and I tweeted it out too, Dwayne Casey's on the sideline. They... <laughs> Two of his assistants are pointing at Sam Hauser, and Casey on the sideline is throwing his hands up in the air as Hauser catches the ball like, oh, oh, I can't believe this. What are we doing? Celtics are doing a very fantastic job using their shooters as screeners. It's a nice wrinkle to their offense. I think it, it, it's, it's really helping encourage cut, uh, cutting, encourage screening, encourage ball movement. And the last little bit here is I included how Sam can now cut off of that because when you're screening and people are, are expecting you to go and, and search for the three, there's an overreaction. He can just backdoor cut that. You got a couple of layups like that in this game. Hauser's th this kind of stuff is going to keep Hauser on the floor. This kind of stuff is going to keep Hauser still like, I'm going to say employed. <laughs> it's going to keep him out there. And, and putting up points, 24 points in this game. That's, I don't expect him to, to average 20 points a game, but he'll, he'll get his shots. He'll get his shots. That's that, that you can, you can, you can bet on. Uh, he can, he can get those shots. The Celtics are doing a great job running their offense. I, again, the, the offense is, is beautiful. The, the Missoula offense is beautiful. They, they do a great job. I'll be back tomorrow 
to talk more about some of the other stuff in this game and uh, whatever else comes up, because I'm sure other stuff is going to come up. Do that tomorrow, so make sure you're subscribed. That way, this show gets dropped directly to your device. And, of course, obviously, uh, watch the show on YouTube if you'd like. And if you are subscribed, share the podcast. Tell your friends and everybody they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.